Welcome to Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth, the podcast of Plymouth United Church of Christ. I'm Pastor David, and on behalf of the members of this congregation, thank you very much for joining us. May God bless you through these words, and may you know God's love through them. Now, the podcast. Our gospel lesson is from Gospel of Matthew. We've been reading in Matthew for a number of weeks, and we continue. Jesus has been uh, kind of part of a, a series of parables that Jesus is offering to a group of people that are listening to him. Uh, as he's talking about kind of the the realm of God, the realm of heaven. And so hear now and listen for how God is speaking to you through Matthew's gospel. This is uh, Jesus speaking. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents, and see, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave, for you have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents, and see, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. And so I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have in abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. The parable does end on a bit of a nasty note. Um, but there's still, still good news in there. Uh, and this is a, a parable. You've probably heard this parable used in stewardship campaigns before. I think this often gets brought out uh, to talk about stewardship, specifically about money, church money, uh, and, and also our stewardship of time and talents, the giving to the church. How do we steward what God has given us to support the church? Are we generous? Are we sort of generous? Or, uh, or do we hide it in the ground? Do we hold it 
for ourselves. And this parable works uh, very well for that. Uh, and, uh, and we are going to be sending out a stewardship letter in the coming weeks with your pledge cards uh, for next year uh, as well. Uh, there is some stewardship coming up because the church does require money to run. It is needed, uh, and that money comes from us, comes from those of us who are in the community, and it requires our time and talents, as we saw this last week. You all put in a lot of time and talent. Uh, putting together a holiday bazaar, many hours donated to setting things up, and your talents at baking, and also even your talents at working in the kitchen to clean dishes, or to prepare beautiful plates of food, uh, to set the tables, to wait on tables. Uh, bagging up treasures, working the till, your talents at keeping the place beautiful and decorated. A lot of time and talent went into this last week. And to be part of a church is to be part of something bigger, to be part of the body of Christ, and that requires us to give to it. As it is a part of us, so also part of us uh, goes into creating it. Uh, but I'm not here to give a, a stewardship sermon so much uh, on, uh, on, on money. So I think this parable of talents here, this parable of the talents is also a parable about what we do with something else that God gives us, not just our time, talent, and treasure. But the, another gift that God has given us, which is God's story. What do we do with God's story? What do we do with the good news of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, and the good news of his community of love? That's also one of the talents given to us by God to be good stewards of. What do we do with the story entrusted to us? What do we do with the good news? What do we do with uh, Jesus and with our life in the church? I think many of us, we hide it in the ground. I know I did. That was kind of the church tradition when I grew up was to not talk about church so much outside of the walls, to not uh, uh, share the story with other people, kind of to keep our religion out of the public sphere. It's certainly a much more comfortable and safe thing to do. But Jesus asked us to share the message, even commanded us to share the message. Go out and make disciples of the nations. Spread the good news. Share the good news. And as I've worked with my, my coach this year and with my mentor and, and with others in the group that the conferences put together, uh, the six of us ministers working together on church growth and church vitality and how to, uh, how to be I, I'm evangelistic, uh, might as well say the word and not be afraid of it, to do evangelism. Uh, I've gotten better at, at being invitational. Uh, and, I, and I know I've hit on that word a lot about being invitational, showing hospitality, but it's so important. So important. That also is one of the talents that God has given us to share this story. And I think it's showing fruit among us. It's showing fruit. It's a slow process, this relearning. It certainly has been for me. I never had in any of my seminary training anything about evangelism or church vitality or church growth. 
None of that. And most of our seminaries in our tradition and some of the other mainline traditions have very little on, on evangelism. Some are better at it. Certainly the evangelistic churches are wonderful at teaching their ministers how to do this. For me, this has been a, a, a big learning curve and a new thing to, to be more willing to share with others and invite them in. Uh, it can be kind of scary. But this process is showing fruit. I, we've had more visitors this year, and I think that's because of that invitation. And the visitors that we've had this year, most of them have been coming back and come into the life of this congregation, come back as, as members or, or even just to, to be part of the life of this congregation. You have invited them in and welcomed them, and that has been wonderful to see. And even some even have joined and become members, and so this works. It works. We're all in that learning curve of, of how to do it, and I'm learning, and you can do it as well. It's amazing what happens when we don't put that talent underground. But share it. Share the story. Share the story of God's love and Jesus uh, by inviting people in to hear it and to be part of it and just to be part of this community. It's amazing what can happen when we share our talents and invest them in others' lives. And that's what we're about in the church, is changing lives. Changing lives for the better. To let people know there's a God who loves them unconditionally. To let them know that we can have hope even in the face of a world that seems hopeless and frightful and scary, dangerous. To let people know that we can live with one another in a community of peace and love and dignity despite our differences. That our differences don't have to divide us. That's a big message of the church. That's one of the talents God has given us to possess and to share. These are the talents that God has entrusted to us. And so we have this year opened our doors to those who have come in to share with us. We've also opened our doors to, uh, to other groups. I, I talked about this right before Halloween on that Sunday, but we did, we opened our doors to the high school GSA, the Gender Sexuality Awareness Group, so they could have a Halloween party here. We opened our doors to them. And I already have told this story that, that Sunday afterward, but may not have have heard it. One of the students, when he came here with his mom for, the, for that Halloween party on that Saturday, these are a lot of gay and lesbian, transgender teens, not all of them, but many of them are. And, and one young man that had come in, he and his, um, his mom had driven him here, and they came in and they weren't sure if they were in the right place uh, for the party. They knew it was at a church, they weren't entirely sure it was this one. Uh, but they came in the parking lot, and we're going to give it a, a look. And, and the, the boy was telling the story at the end of the party. We were sitting around in a circle, introducing ourselves and, uh, and just sharing a little bit uh, about ourselves. And he said he wasn't really sure. He was a bit hesitant about coming uh, to a church for this party. And then he got here, wasn't sure he was in the right place. But he and his mom looked at the window, and I have that rainbow flag in my office window. And, and he said, in this group, he said, I saw the rainbow flag in the window, and, and, and I knew that even if this wasn't the right place for the Halloween party, I knew it was at least 
I would be safe here. I would be safe here. That's part of that hospitality, invitation, opening our doors. Uh, and I'm talking this week with some folks who've asked if they can use our building for uh, doing Reiki, which is kind of a Japanese uh, massage, spiritual healing kind of thing. You know, see, uh, not sure where that's going to go, but uh, you know, the doors are, are open. I know at, at the election bake sale, one of the women working, I don't want to single her out because I didn't ask her permission first, but uh, some number of people uh, approached her, asked about the church, so she told them told them about who we are, gave them a tour uh, of the building, and then offered an invitation to them to come join us. And two of them were with us last Sunday. Two of them came because they were invited, and I followed up with them uh, on email. Uh, and I, I don't know where that's going to go, but we'll see. Being invitational, it was a good moment. Uh, next week we have some guest musicians, some high schoolers are coming in that I met at that Halloween party, uh, the GSA one. So we're going to have some guest musicians next week here sharing a wonderful Thanksgiving song that one of them has written. Uh, and in December we'll have another musician that first Sunday that I met through another networking thing, found out he's a musician, he gave me a CD. I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. Come and share your music with us. And so he is coming. The first Sunday in December, Steve Carlson is, is his name. Uh, and I think of the Halloween party that we had. I challenged you all to invite someone. I challenged the kids to bring a friend, challenged all of you to invite someone. We had over 40 people here. That's the biggest Halloween party I think we've had, perhaps since I've been here, uh, certainly in a long time, because you invited someone to come with you. So thank you. I've just been so happy to see you inviting people in and how you've invited visitors to be part of our church life, to help with the street ministry, to help with the bazaar, to help bake, to help make cards. Uh, thank you for inviting the visitors, even if they're not members yet, for inviting them in to the fellowship of the church. That's what sharing our talents looks like. And much like love, the more we share, the more we have. We don't run out. The more we share, the more we have. There is great power in invitation and in sharing. And we have that story of God. God's love, God's grace, power of God's healing love. To share, to invite people in, and to experience. We double the amount of our talents by by sharing them, by investing them in other people, in a sense, by doing that. And so I challenge you to double your talents. Double your talents by inviting someone with you. Whether it's to a Sunday worship or Thanksgiving Eve worship, or invite someone to help serve with us at community table next week. If you know a musician, I invite them to do music, let them uh, I give me their name, and I can contact them, invite them in to, to share music with us, be part of quilting, or, or whatever. Whatever we're doing, I challenge you to invite someone by the end of the year. And if you're not comfortable offering an invitation, but you know someone who might say yes or might be a good fit, give me their name and contact information, and I'll invite them. I'll bring them in or at least invite them in. Let's not keep our talents, our talents being that story that we've been, been given. 
and our talents being the community that we have, this community of love and the hope that we share as Jesus' people. Let's not keep them hidden, but put them to work. Let them shine. Share them with the people around us into this hurting world that needs to hear a good word. People that need to know they are loved, that they do matter, that they have dignity. Let us keep up that, that good work and, uh, and do even more, being invitational and open and welcoming. The master came back, and the one who was given the five talents said, Look, I made five more talents. And the one who was given two talents said, Look, I've made two more talents. And the master said, Well done, good and trustworthy servants. You have done well. Enter into the joy of your master. Amen. And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast. If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. And I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, this is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. And may God bless you.